We've got a great episode for you today. We are talking about issues you should should consider before you retire. Um, retirement sometimes is planned. Sometimes it's not planned. Sometimes there are layoffs to deal with. and we. But we always want to be thinking about all the elements when it comes to retirement planning. So financial, investing, cash flows, healthcare, all these different topics. Uh, we uh, we want to be very well prepared whenever that time does come for retirement. So we're walking you through quite a few quite a few pieces here that I think uh, is going to make uh, a good amount of sense to a lot of people. Yeah, I just want to also let you know that Merce and I are working off of a of a checklist that we have, kind of help us think through all these things too. So if you want the checklist, if you listen to this and you go, "Hey, man, that just would be really good for me," make sure you reach out to the office. You can do that in a few different ways. You can go to the website, top right-hand corner. You can schedule a call with us. You can email uh, the office, which is all there on the website, or call us. Uh, so feel free to reach out. We'll get this for you if if you would like to have that. Now, if you're listening to this and you're going, I'm already retired. I don't need that checklist. Maybe you know somebody else who's thinking about retirement and it might benefit them, whether it be this episode, you can forward to them or get the checklist for them. Either one, we're glad to help and provide that. Um, so uh, one other thing, real quick, if uh, if you're listening to us and you like our show, we would love for you to follow us on whatever platform you listen, as well as write a review. We certainly do appreciate that as well. So please keep that in mind. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Uh, Merce and I have a topic today that, you know, I think it kind of goes in waves where we'll have folks that are going for a while. It just seems like we're doing regular retirement planning. And then we'll start to get this idea where uh, companies start to offer the early retirement packages. They uh, start to incentivize people. And I think as we went through this economic cycle that we're in right now, we've heard more and more companies actually offering up these uh, packages again. So we thought we would hit and talk about some issues that we should consider before you retire. Now, that's if you've got the, I guess, luxury of making that decision before you retire. But either way, these are topics that Merce and I go through with almost every one of our clients as they're getting ready for retirement, thinking about retirement. And really, just to kind of tell you some of the topics we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about cash flow. Uh, that's a really big topic. Health care and insurance. We're going to talk about asset debts. Uh, a lot of times people want to know, should I pay the house off? We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about a couple of tax planning issues. And then long-term care. Long-term care is a, a a big, big topic. A lot of clients want to know, how do I deal with that? A lot of clients, a lot of potential clients even, 
you know, they're at the age where their parents are in long-term care. And so they're going, Hey, I'm having to deal with this, or I just got through dealing with it. And I know it was a big financial blow. So we want to make sure that we understand all these different topics. Um, so let's go, let's go right into the first one, Merce, uh, this idea of cash flow. Um, we talk about it from the perspective of income planning, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we talk all these for years, you do nothing but I mean, work for a company, they pay you an income, and then all of a sudden you're going to turn all that into an income plan. So what kind of cash flow things do we talk about or consider when we're working with a potential client? Yeah, I think cash flow is it's something that um, you don't really think about until you get to that point of of stopping cash flow, right? So when you're working and you've got the paychecks coming in and you're saving out of your paychecks and you're paying the bills just fine, Cash flow is just, it's perfect, right? Everything's working just fine. But when we get this uh, potential of a, a layoff or an early retirement uh, or just retiring in general, it, our mind starts to shift and understanding where cash flow is going to come from when it's not an employer, uh, we want to think through quite a bit. So understanding your cash flow needs is going to be important. Uh, in, in that sense, it's really you know, understanding where money's going to come in the door from. So security, pensions, investments, what assets do we have to work with? And and then also e equally important is understanding our expenses. So while you're working, maybe you didn't have a budget because everything is working just fine. Uh, as we see and work with people and help them transition into retirement, budgeting, I think, is very important and understanding how we're spending money and, and, and uh, being able to build that into some type of plan is ultimately going to say whether or not the plan works. So uh, understanding your cash flow needs is, is going to be uh, key in building this out. Um, also, if you're going to receive a pension or not, um, I, I feel like uh, fewer and fewer people that come in the door in our office are are going to receive a pension or already have one. So those numbers are going down. But if you do have a pension, uh, they are very powerful tools when it comes to cash flow and income planning. Uh, so understand your pension, understand the the payout options. So there's usually a single life, which is going to be the most, uh, the, the, the highest payout. And then you have, typically you're, you're going to have options under that to include a spouse or to have a period of time where income's coming in. So understand those options and have someone to think through, through, through them with you. Um, are you retiring early? So age is important when you're retiring. Is it 55? Is it 62? Is it uh, Social Security has defined what full retirement age is right now. That's around age 67 for most people. Um, so understanding when you're going to retire is going to have uh, implications as far as your Social Security benefits, as far as your ability to withdraw. So for example, if you retire before the age of 59 and a half, uh, you could get penalized on your IRA withdrawals. So you want to understand those rules too. With a, with a 401k, uh, if you retire after the age of 55, you can actually take withdrawals from your 401k and it, it kind of alleviates that 59 and a half rule there. So uh, there's some things to work with on, on that side of things. Um, and, and so, Raiden, uh, why don't you kind of take us through, you know, if, if we have a spouse, what do we need to consider there uh, and, and, and some other things? Yeah, the one thing I was going to hit on the Social Security, too, is that you got to think about is that if you are retiring before full retirement age, there is an income limit there of $21,240 currently. And then we have to think about income a little bit more, or we get a little bit more room, actually, at full retirement age of $56,520. So 
you got to got to think about that strategically as to how you're going to take social security and what you're going to do there. So keep that in mind as well. One other little caveat that you might think about as well is that if you're going to retire really early, so uh, 55 after 55, you can take money from a 401k without a 10% penalty. Whereas if you, it's in an IRA, you have to wait to 59 and a half. So just a couple little things there to think about when it comes to those things. Now, the other issue is, uh, or things that we have to think about is uh, if we're married. Now, why is that one important? Well, if you are married, and we've had, I don't know, a couple of instances here recently where the person didn't really understand how Social Security works for uh, the, the, the spouse on either side. So the way it works is with Social Security is that if I am, let's say I'm one of the two of us is a higher income earner than the other. Well, that means I'm going to get uh, my social security might be bigger than theirs. So let's say that I have the higher social security and my spouse, uh, maybe they didn't work. Maybe they were a homemaker. Um, and so they didn't work at all. Well, they still get credit because they get the, based on our marriage, as long as we were married uh, for uh, 10 years or longer, then they can get up to half of the benefit of the higher income earner. Now, if they earned their own credits, they're going to get more than the half if that's what they did, if they earned that. But they, the worst case or lo lowest case would be them to get half of the benefit of the higher income earner. So keep that in mind. That's a We had a client who came in and had did not think their spouse was going to get anything. And so it was like in their mind, like, oh, my goodness, I did not realize that. And it was like a much different part of the plan. You could actually uh, still be uh, eligible even if you're divorced. Now, there's some guidelines and things that you got to think through on that one. So we're not going to go into all those details. Just know this. If you were married for at least 10 years or longer, there could be some benefit there for you when it comes to Social Security. Um, we're going to transition now out of cash flow, and we're going to talk a little bit about health care and some of the things there that need to be considered. I'm going to just start off and just say the first big thing here to consider uh, and we run into this all the time, is a person who's thinking that they're going to retire prior to 65. The reason why that's such a big issue is because at 65, you qualify automatically for Medicare. And Medicare and a Medicare supplement policy is much less expensive than if I have to buy my own health care policy prior to 65. So a person who's going to retire, say, at 60, 62, something like that, they have to put a lot of thought into how they're going to bridge that two to five years, whatever that might be, that they're going to do that because health insurance, and I'm just going to, this is not a quote, but I'm just telling you what we're running into and we don't sell health insurance, but it's it's about anywhere from a thousand to $1,500 a person uh, at that age to get health coverage. And we're not talking about very rich health coverage either. So that is something that's got to be considered in the budget. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So 
Merce, you have any other things there I think we can talk about in that area that just are important to remember? Yeah, I think w w just like with when we're getting our paycheck, everything works out. You know, uh, what we also forget is that our employer is covering our health health care. And, and while things work out, once you retire, it's either are you eligible for Medicare or how are you going to get health insurance? Say you've got the health insurance side figure out also be considering, you know, dental and vision. Where am I going to get that from if I retire early before Medicare or even after Medicare, when do I get that? Um, An HSA uh, health savings account uh, has become popular in the last, say, 10 to 15 years. It does have quite a few benefits to it. So if you're contributing to it uh, now, don't forget about how you can use that for medical expenses in the future. Uh, also, once you re reach the age of 65, it be becomes kind of like an IRA. So it's not limited to Medicare or medical expenses. So a nice little uh, uh, benefit there as well. Um, once you reach the age of Medicare, uh, age 65, you want to really be paying attention to what your income is at that point. It's this thing called uh, IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, -A, IRMA surcharges. We actually did a whole podcast episode on this because it is a topic in itself and you really want to understand how it works. If you go back to episode 177, uh, we talk you through IRMA, how it works, what are the income levels and everything like that. So I'll leave it at that, that you want to be aware that Irma can, if you make enough income after the age of 65, can actually take your Medicare par parts B and D, make them more expensive, and nobody wants to pay more for it than they feel like they should. So keep keep that, be aware of that. Um, and I think, Raiden, I don't know, is there anything else to add on this section? I think we covered that one pretty good. I think we can transition over into asset and debt. Um, I'm going to just start off and talk about the debt. One of the things that people ask us is, should I pay my house off? Now, a lot of the folks that we work with have a, a majority of their money in IRA, 401k type money, and they might have some savings in the bank. They might have a brokerage account, but the vast majority is in that type of money. So I'm going to just say hands down, it's very rare that we're ever going to say take money out of an IRA or 401k to pay the house off because we have to pay the taxes. I'd rather us do small distributions to make maybe a little extra payment if you choose to do so on the house. The other thing to consider is, what is my interest rate on the house? If I had an inch, if I had a mortgage that maybe was from a few years ago, I might have a, we, we actually just had a, a person in, by the way, that their mortgage is at 2.8. Well, if they got a mortgage at 2.8, it's very, it, I don't have a really good rational thinking about, should I pay that off? I mean, that's just a really low rate. Again, I always say paying the house off comes to an emotional state. So the person says, hey, I just want to get rid of the, the house payment. Well, okay, let's do that. Now, another way to do it is I do uh, some, some easy, quick math, and we'll do it on $100,000. Let's say I got a $100,000 mortgage, $100,000 left on my mortgage, and my payment, just my principal and interest payment, was, let's say, $1,200. So now... I, I'm I'm making a $1,200 payment because it's maybe it's an old payment on $100,000. So if I said, well, if I had $100,000 in the bank, how much would that, or in savings, how much would that generate for me? Well, maybe right now that might generate five or $600 a month at the best, at the best. Well, then it probably makes sense to pay off the mortgage because I can take that $100,000, put off in the mortgage, and all of a sudden I get $1,200 of cash flow. If my payment though is $350, well, maybe I shouldn't pay off. The mortgage. You see what I'm saying? So we do that kind of math as well. So when it comes to mortgage, some of it is math, some of it's emotion. That's something that we do want to look at. Now, something that we really need to consider on the asset side, 
is our risk exposure. So Merce, could you talk a little bit about how we deal with the risk exposure? Yeah. And I think when, when you're working and everything's working fine, you're, you don't really look at risk too much. Um, you're kind of in that accumulation phase of life. When you transition to retirement, a lot of times, uh, we're we're starting to think about how we're going to create a withdrawal strategy that that's going to live that's going to you know provide income for the next thirty some odd years, and hopefully leave some money behind as well. Um, and so that that shift into retirement can also shift how we should be looking at our overall investment objective, how we have things set up, and really taking a look at risk. Right, twenty twenty two was a gut check for a lot of people. I think the markets were down. Depending on which index you look at, they were down from twenty to thirty percent, uh, and so that made a lot of people realize, "Hey, I I can't I can't stomach this. I'm too close to retirement now. Uh, so let's reevaluate how we're invested today inside the market, outside of the market, understanding how how things are going to work. I know for us, when we when we are getting to a point of retirement, there really are some retirement focused vehicles that are, that are going to help reduce overall risk, still generate a return, and also be, be able to provide that withdrawal predictability. Uh, and so putting all of that back into alignment, I think is really important as you approach retirement and do retire. Uh, that's going to be key to making a plan that works comfortably and lets you sleep well at night. Yeah. So let's transition just for a moment here and talk a minute about tax planning. Now you might think, well, well, how does this play into it? Well, I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things that we see, one of the biggest opportunities is that if you are retiring prior to 72 and soon to be 73, when required minimum distributions are to be taken out of our IRAs and 401ks, then if we know that's going to be a large amount of money and it's going to push us into a higher tax bracket, we may want to do a strategic plan at retirement to do Roth conversions. Let me give you a couple of examples on this just real quick. We had a client who retired. They have cash in the bank. They said, hey, you know what? We can actually live for the year on the cash in the bank and maybe a little bit of uh, the brokerage account money, which means none of that's going to be showing up as a taxable event to them. And they had not uh, gotten to the point of 72 yet. And so we were able to do significant amount of Roth conversions at a very low tax bracket. And so that is something that you want to consider strategically. How do I deal with the first couple of few years of retirement, especially if I'm retiring prior to 72? Uh, like I said, soon to be 73. So keep that in mind. Because if you let, let's say you retire at say 62, okay, I'll just do some easy math. And let's say you had a million dollars in your 401k IRA. If I grow it at 7.2%, in 10 years at my 72, I'm going to have now $2 million. And my distribution on that $2 million is roughly about 4%. So that means $80,000 of distribution, required minimum distribution, has to come out of it. Well, if I've got Social Security and other returns, all of a sudden, my, my income goes up considerably. So that's why that is so, so important. Um, and I think that the other we hit too, as far as just you know lower income tax bracket, I think that's a you know we we likely will be in a lower tax uh, income tax bracket if we want to be strategically. So just keep that in mind. I think that's our big topics there. The next one's long term care planning. Yeah, so long term care, it's it is scary to think about it, but it is a reality that we need to plan for. And what we will do is we'll just look at it from a numerical perspective first and say, hey, what if this scenario does happen and we make hypotheticals and say, what is the actual cost going to be? We know today 
in an assisted living or nursing home type of facility, it's $8,000 a month. It's very expensive if you're, if you're in a, like a private room. Um, and so we extrapolate that and say, well, what is it going to be going forward? And, you know, at, when we look at it, the ability or the idea of self-insuring will give you a number, a good guess as to what that's going to cost. And it's, it's, it's an astounding number, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars is what it's typically going to cost for someone to be as self-insuring in long-term care for a three to four or five year stay. So when you hear those numbers and we're running through them in a meeting, now you have the ability to say, well, can I afford to do this? Do I even want to do this? Or do I want to transfer the risk to so some or all of the risk to an insurance company? And that's where we have to start thinking about, well, what are the options? And in our world, there's really two types of long-term care plans. One that is very expensive, which is the traditional way of doing long-term care where you pay the premiums and we're seeing a lot of rate hikes in that arena. Uh, and the other is you have more of an asset-based type of plan. Uh, so, Raiden, you want to kind of walk them through uh, things to think about there? Yep. So, uh, one of the things that we've gotten a lot of is rate increases. Rate increases where people bought the old or traditional insurance, and now they're saying, they're, literally, we're seeing 50, 60, 70% rate increases. And it is taking their premiums to the point where they're unaffordable. But there are asset-based type long-term care situations. Like one of those is, hey, I, I take $100,000, I put it into a long-term care-based annuity, and all of a sudden, if I'm able to qualify, I have $300,000 of, of benefit for long-term care. So again, I could put 400,000 in there and have four times three, I got $1.2 million of long-term care benefit. You can also do it with life insurance, um, and, and that's a whole different way to look at it. But the reality is I can do it where I don't have to worry about premiums. By the way, if I do the annuity type scenario where it's a hybrid, I still have access to my money. If I do the life insurance, I still have access to my money. Uh, and the other key area here is, is that if I don't need the long-term care insurance, all of the money goes plus interest to my beneficiaries as a death benefit. So I'm not losing out. A lot of times in long-term care, people will say, what if I don't need it? And then I paid all those premiums and I, all the premiums are gone. So this kind of takes that off the table, makes it way more of a scenario where it, it feels more friendly. Um, so that's that's the topic on that if you have any questions. Did you have anything else, Jimmer? Yeah, I've got one more to add is when, you know, while we are working again, we're, we're somewhat on aut autopilot and maybe we had our wills and power of attorneys and all these things done years and years ago, or maybe we never got them at all. Uh, that would be another thing to add to the list to make sure it is up to date, make sure beneficiary forms are on file. Uh, too many times we hear, we get the phone call that, you know, something has happened to my wife and, or, or, you know, we didn't have this on, on file, or we just don't want to ever be in that scenario where we don't have the estate, estate planning, the proper documents in place, which is uh, usually going to be a will, possibly a trust. Uh, power of attorneys, which are your durable and your uh, medical power of attorneys, HIPAA authorizations, and really just an overall plan uh, and and knowing where those documents are and also and people that are going to help take care of you also for them to know where those documents are and how to get access to them. That's going to be major uh, when that time does arise. Yeah, right now, by the way, uh, Merce and I have a checklist that we're working off of that we're completely uh, able to provide to you if you'd like it. This one is called 2023, What Issues Should I Consider Before I Retire? It's a it's a great format for you just to kind of go through. And if so, if you're if you're in that, you know, window where you're thinking about retirement, reach out to the office. Uh, you can call the office. You can email us. All that information is uh, on our website, which is pomwealth.net. 
we are more than happy to provide for you the um, the checklist here. Also, what Merce just talked to you about, we have another checklist for that. What issues should I consider before I update my, my estate plan? We're glad to provide that for you as well. We want to give you resources, so make sure you reach out to us. We're completely glad to do that. You can go to the website, top right-hand corner. You can click on schedule call. Merce and I can hop on a 15-minute, no obligation, complimentary phone call and we'll make sure we get these checklists out. Or you can just simply call the office at 919-787-8866, ask for Morgan or Laura. They'll make sure you get the checklist as well. We hope this, though, Lisa has given you a little bit of things to think about. If you're already tired and you're already going through this, then you say, wow, I wish I'd have had that. And you know somebody else who's maybe getting ready for retirement, tell them about this episode, then go listen to it and get the benefit. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.